What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so it's <laughs> <laughs> My favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Heyo! I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey, and this is the Press Next podcast. Man, I love our intro. Every time. Okay, it gets me every time. I was about to say, I don't know if anybody else, like, gets a little hyped when the beat drops, but I do. Every time. I'm yeah. like, I kind of get into it, and then I'm like, oh, say something. It say also something. always catches me off guard because we have our headphones in, and then you start talking. So I'm like, wait, did you actually say that, or did the intro say that? And of course, I had to put my my flood Press in there. Next podcast of new, um, what I say? New Greenwich, <laughs> new Greenwich. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Thank you all for coming back to the show. You know what it is. This is a Press Next podcast. We talk about you know films, movies, TV shows, documentaries. I guess film and movies will be the same. But anyway. Uh, that's what we do. That's what we focus on. Sometimes we take the stuff out of it and apply it to real life. Today will be a little bit of that. Um, but we just going to do it between ourselves. And if you are brand spanking new and you love film entertainment, you have found your posse. Welcome that's to right. the fourth wall, baby. Welcome to the fourth wall. Let's give it up for them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody give Woo! you a little clap up. Yeah. It's only two of us, so we can't really yeah. give it up. But um, <laughs> thank you for finding us. We also want to, if you have been a supporter, we thank you. And also, we want you to do one thing, please. Please, 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 and thank you. I'm trying to be a certified reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes and in other places as well. We can't get there unless we have a certain amount of reviews and and um and rates more so rates on Apple Podcasts. We need a little more, a little more je ne sais quoi. If you can, just go to our Apple Podcast page where you're listening to this already. Scroll down to the bottom and and hit one of the stars, per- preferably four and above, but whatever you feel <laughs> is is what we deserve. Hit one of those stars. If you really feel inclined, leave, drop a review, leave a comment on their review. That's the that's the easiest and best way you can support us. That's right. If you're like, I don't want to give the money because I don't really like, feel, I don't have that much time. It, whatever it may be, that is the best way that you can support us because that's going to help us be found on different charts. That's going to help us um, grow our brand even more so that we can do things and partner with you know things like Rotten Tomatoes and Fandango uh, and all these movie theaters and stuff like that. So if you can just take a second and a moment and do that. Um, I, we would greatly appreciate that. That is our goal sure. this year is to get uh, at least like 100 more rates. Um, so that that is what we are aiming for. If you're new and you don't know what to rate yet, listen to this episode and rate afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you being there or here and listening. And at some point, whenever we get back to video watching for those who are watching. But right. man, OK, so it's been a busy week for us. And we, we always start off the show uh, the same way. What are you watching? It has been a busy week. If you've been listening, it's been a busy past couple of weeks. For sure. I feel like every night we're doing something, so it's really hard to watch TV. Um, but this week I did um, work from home two days, so <laughs> I had the TV on in the background when I wasn't on the phone or in meetings. Mm-hmm. So um, I finished watching Dahmer. Um, I, I, don't, I won't say I like... St- 
I kind of still feel the same about it. Like right. I didn't, everything that I watched, I feel like I knew. I, actually, I'll say this. I think that it was really cool to see like the family's perspectives. Eight, nine, episode eight, nine. Yeah. And Tough then, episodes. and then the neighbor's perspective as mm-hmm. well. But I honestly wonder how they got that information because from what I've read from, they vic- didn't reach out, they to didn't reach them. out to the victim's family. So I don't know. Um, but I did think that was cool. Um, but other than that, like, I just, I feel like I didn't need that, you know? Now, Evan Peters did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I like, mean... he made me feel creeped out the whole time. I will say that, like, the first episode, I was very unsettled, like, when we did our episode over it. But throughout it, I feel like it wasn't that bad. I mean, I've watched a lot of terrible things. I will say, though, that when he drank the blood bag, I almost threw up i cannot do blood and gore and so i'll just say i'm glad we finished it and we're done it so we can move on from it yeah i had to push through that was one where i was like eh, i could just not finish this and be fine right what else you watching um also bachelor in paradise love that love how saucy this season is gonna be yeah i'm kind of mad i'm not watching it good drama on it yeah Okay, I will say, so if you're watching Bachelor in Paradise or if you're not, um, they are doing two-hour episodes on Monday and Tuesday so of every week. week. So it's a big commitment. Yeah, that's tough for me. I can't get yeah. you four hours a week on one show. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, not like that. Like, if we're talking, if we did 10 episodes, I gave 10 hours for Dahmer. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. like, every week, four hours, yeah. on, on top of... It's Monday and Tuesday, Monday Night Football. Yeah, you must be you must be crazy. It's a it's a lot. So, um, Bachelor in Paradise, Tell Me Lies. I'm watching Tell Me Lies. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. You got me hyped when I asked you what you was watching. You were like, uh, "Lie to Me," and I got so lit. I was like, "They brought it back." But I've also been asking you to watch Lie to Me. Maybe that's why it was in my head, right? For forever, because I think Lie to Me is one of them shows that was so great and they canceled it, and I hate. You know, yeah, they canceled it, but go on, keep continue to talk about so Tell me lies. watching Tell Me Lies. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Some of my coworkers have brought it up to me. I'm on episode four right now, and I still don't understand the premise. Uh, I mean, on four episode four, you don't understand the premise. Well, I guess I just thought that it was gonna have like a I don't know. I guess the premise is just like college life, but I still don't understand where we're going yet. Mm. Like it's just following this one relationship, which is fine. Um, but so watching tell me lies, I will continue to watch that just so I can finish it. Um, what else am I watching? That might, you've been a lot, you've been busy. That might be it. And then next week you're going to be not here. So Yeah. You really not gonna be watching nothing, but yeah. And then we wa- we went to the movies Wednesday, and we watched Smile. Smile. We watched Smile Wednesday, and we'll talk about that uh, this episode. Um, we also watched uh, another thing. We'll talk about this episode. The, the focus of this episode is kind of two different movies: yeah, Smile different and movies. Uh, Luckiest Girl Alive. Yes. So I'm so excited. Um, yesterday, Friday, Luckiest Girl Alive came out, and I read this book, so shout out to Kaylee. Kaylee gave me this book um, a couple of years ago, and I read it when I was living in Denton, so it was a while ago. Um, 
and I just remember being like, because it sat on my shelf for forever. And I was like, dang, I should not have slept on this book. Like, it's really good. And then I heard it was going to be a movie and that Mila Kunis was going to star in it. And I was like, oh, bet this is going to be good. Um, and I think they did a really good job of the movie. I will say that Jessica Knoll, who is the author of the book, also did the screenwrite for the movie. So it's pretty on par with everything. And actually, when I heard it was going to be a movie, I was like, how it's going to be hard to depict because I feel like it has a lot of back and forth, um, like past and present. So I felt like it was going to be hard to depict that, but they did a great job. I feel like Mila Kunis does a really good job in everything that she does. So yeah, she's very talented. I told uh, Katie last night, there was one scene when she was about to get down with her husband or fiance in the movie. And I said, I'm calling Ashton Kutcher. Uh, she was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I got his number. I'm calling him. I do not have Ashton Kutcher's number, y'all. I'm just joking. Um, Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll get a little bit more into that. But we did watch that. Uh, on the other hand, I have been watching. Yeah, what have you been watching? Um, you know, I've been trying to watch a scary movie a day, and I've stuck to it some days even two. Um, and that has been pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> so that included... Um, Ghostbusters, Smile. Oh, I mean, yeah, this week we did watch Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Smile. Um, oh my God, what was the movie that I posted? It, it was uh, Things Seen and Heard, Heard and Seen, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's on Netflix. I uh, watched that. Watched another movie called Countdown, Countdown, which y'all should watch. Um, and then I feel like I watched another movie. I started another movie, maybe. On Netflix, so I I have the ability to be able to turn something on in the background, and yeah, uh, um, like watch it on another screen and like create the image in mm-hmm. my head of what's happening. So I can really do that while I'm working. Um, so I can get in if I'm just doing admin stuff. Mm-hmm. I can get four movies in a day, right? And like and retain everything. I'm not very good at that. I have to be focused, which I I will say that. Like watching things in the background while I work, it has to be like scrolling through LinkedIn, messaging people on LinkedIn, like things that are kind of mindless. Because if I have to focus on something, I even when I ha- like even when I have my headphones in listening to a podcast or music when I'm in the office, I have to pause it because I right, have to right. focus. Like I I can't do my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, certain things I have to. So if we're, if I'm listening to a crime junkie. That that's a focused podcast for me. Um, I can't be doing other things. Like I can be in a gym, maybe. Typically, I got to be in the car. Um, but that means that we're behind on nine one one. We're behind on the patient. We're behind on Abbott, uh, Elementary. Abbott Elementary. We're behind on Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're like so, two episodes behind on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do tonight. Catch up on things. October has is wrecking us yeah. because the scary movie thon. That and we've just been busy. We have Bible study on yeah, different nights. Different you have nights. it Tuesday. I have it Thursday. Um, you were playing volleyball, but that's over. So maybe you get a little bit time back yeah. there Monday nights. Um, I also do a lot of other content as well. Monday nights are football um, for TikTok. That has nothing to do with yeah. movies, podcasts, and stuff. The fall is always super busy oh for us gosh. to I watch mean, things because Monday's football, Saturday's football, Sunday's Thursday's football, Thursday's football, Sunday's football, like. Yeah. 
that's four out of the seven days already. Yeah, yeah. And, and this man is not going to miss a game. Even if he's not <laughs> watching it and has no care for who's playing at all, you can bet your ass that that football game is going to be on the TV. It's going to be on one of them. You can watch it on another of, one. And a lot of times, like, I want to spend time with them because we've been at work all day. So I'm like, I want to sit here with you in the living room and watch TV, but we're watching football. But listen, we're on week five at this point of football. This is about when I start saying, all right, you got this one. You can you go. go ahead and watch yeah. this show. Or you can go ahead and watch this game. You go do your go thing. Do thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's and I get it. Sometimes... For me, at least, I enjoy your presence of just being around. And I don't know if you're there. You're like, I, I don't know if that's how you... To me, that's how I feel love sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily need you to be doing the same activity. You can be reading. You can be playing a game. You can be doing whatever. I just like your presence. It's very comforting to me. Right. Um, but I also, like, I enjoy... This This is the thing that most people don't understand. I love the game of football. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows I, I am a 1,000% through and through. If you split my heart open... I'm bleeding Philadelphia Eagle Green. People know this. One time I was playing basketball. I cut an elbow to the lip. People were like, yo, you need to go to the hospital. Why? Because I'm bleeding and my blood is green. Oh, my god! They know through and through. (laughs) They know through and through. I'm an Eagles fan. However, nothing comes before the game first. Yeah. I love the game first. So even the trash Broncos game that was this Thursday night football. Yeah, I checked out on that one. Was terrible. (laughs) I'm still finna watch it. Yeah. What they say? And that's my, I'm gonna stick beside him. That's my man. Look at your man. Hey, I'm gonna stick beside him. That's how I feel with football because I love and respect the game so much that has taught me so much things in life. It is literally beyond God and my family has taught me more in life than anything else. If you know me to be a great friend, give it to football. If you know me to be a great uh, colleague, give it to football. If you know me to pay attention to detail in certain things, give it to football. If I'm a great um, confidant, give it to football. All of these things. He's a great forward thinker. Give it to football. All of that came from, I mean, probably other sports too, Mm -hmm. but really football. And specifically the position I played. I played center. Uh, A lot of myself was like the brain of the operations when it came to offensive line and everything else. So I love football, and it's, it will always be on as much as it can be. Yeah. So that wrecks our time to watch stuff. However, we're not here to talk about football. Katie had a grand idea. We went to go see Smile, and she was like, we should we should talk about what's in the box office and, and what's coming to the box office. And how well they're doing. Yes. Granted, and, and some of these things are just going to be like popular movies because right. there are so many movies that get released that are not like big releases, but they're like small releases or special releases. Mm-hmm. And they they come out in box office and they do well and sometimes they don't do well, whatever. Right. I, I tend to, to, to see that these smaller release movies that go into select theaters do very well. Yeah, really? Yeah, those are the ones that kind of win, win your Academy Awards. You know, uh, Luckiest Girl Alive was in select theaters last week. And then came and out then for Netflix. And then came out on Netflix a week later. Exactly. So um, I feel like those those they know their market yeah. and they stay there. And that will will flip us into a different conversation about what is very much so the hot topic of the week. Bros came out. And yes. um to to most people's whatever, it quote unquote flopped. Yeah. No, it flopped. 
There's no quote unquote. It flopped. <laughs> um, okay. What what got me here is I was listening to the toast, formerly known as the morning toast. Um, if you don't listen to that podcast, you should love it. Um, but they were talking. They always do like top five headlines that you need to know, and so they do it every day. Um, and a the, couple of days their ago, podcast is an everyday podcast. Yeah. Good goodness gracious. I know. I don't know how they do it. I. They deserve all of the money that they're getting. I know. Because I only listened to one episode. It was a fantastically produced episode. Yeah. But if they do that every day. Every day. Every day. They, they take some days off. Like, obviously, they didn't uh, record during Rosh Hashanah or of Yom course. Kippur because they are Jewish. Um, but and then, like, I think Friday, one of them was traveling for like a brand thing. And so they do take days off. But it's an everyday podcast. That's crazy. Anyways. Um. They're really funny. They were talking about how, and if you don't know, Bros is the, it's a new rom-com with Billy Eichner. He is the leading role. Um, and it is a romantic comedy about a gay couple. And um, Billy Eichner took to Twitter to say that the straight community didn't come out and support um like he thought they would. And that's the reason the movie flopped. And that sparked a lot of controversy because people are like, okay, um, this movie flopped so bad that even the gay community wasn't coming to watch it. Yeah. So let me give you a context of why they say, um, and basically if you look on IMDb, it's, it just literally says two men with commitment problems attempt a relationship. That is legitimately the, the plot of the movie. Right. And granted, to give you a little bit of background, the only time that we ever saw marketed stuff, I saw him do like a press run mm. before the movie came out. Like, you know, he went to all the big, you know, the breakfast clubs of the world, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't see that. Not like necessarily breakfast club, but he went on like the the classic, mm-hmm. just like Mila did, right? Yeah, right. You, you kind of go on your press run right before it, it released. Right. But like as far as trailers. Jimmy Fallon. Right. Uh, yeah. As far as trailers, the only trailers we saw were during The Bachelor, and then they did a big thing during The Bachelor, uh, the Men Tell All episode. And then, and that was, even then the energy felt weird, right? Yeah, it it was very weird because it was like, this is the Bachelorette Men Tell All. Why yeah, are Bachelorette, we, I'm sorry, not Bachelor. Why are we watching a trailer for a movie and interviewing the lead star? Right. Like, what? And, that does and not belong me, here. Thank you. And it wasn't that, the topic of the movie. It was just the fact that I don't think they've ever done that before for a movie, just right, in general. Right, It just didn't make a lot of sense. But, but I mean- Granted, it's it's circled around a relationship, but all rom-coms are, right? right? So rom-coms that came out before during The Bachelorette and they never did that. So anyway, my point is that I don't think that when they when I did see the trailers and everything else, I thought, okay, this is dope. They're making a movie for the LGBTQ plus community and it is very centered around that and that's incredible, right? Like right. I Much like I love when I started seeing black representation in superhero films and stuff like that right right i'm like okay cool and then black panther came out and i really was like oh this is us for real same thing i was like this is gonna be be great for them Mm -hmm. because i am not a member of that community but i know how it feels to be left out and then have some representation right so i was like this is gonna be great for them and then he came out and said what he said and the reason why they said it flopped is because opening weekend and a movie flopped is this right here. Basically, you have a budget. This is how they do in Hollywood. You have a budget for a movie. Let's say your movie's $20 million, 
right? Mm-hmm. Opening weekend, if it comes out and it breaks 20 million, it was a success. If it was 20 millions, it kind of just broke even, right? You're, you broke you broke even. Mm-hmm. And then if it's less than, you flopped. And especially if you're not like top three in the box office that weekend. Okay. Right? Especially three of opening films. So let's say you came out and you were top three for behind films that came out last week. Not films that came out the same week, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine you're losing to old stuff. Right. He, their film, their film, I'm sorry. When I say there, I'm talking about Billy Agner and his team. Bros came out and debuted box office number five. So fifth in box office, only made, I think, $4 million, 4.9 maybe. Four, yeah, 4.85. $4.9 million. Had a budget of over $20 million? Yeah. Flop. However, I did read this, and this is pretty interesting. On Rotten Tomatoes, which is, you know, a subsidiary of um, Fandango, where reviews go and um, are pretty accredited. Do you want to you know what um, Bros is? What? Just take a guess. Like what it's ranked? Yeah, what it's rated. Oh, what it's rated? Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. Certified fresh 89% amongst the tomato meter. Audience score with 500 plus verified ratings, 90. Really? So the movie is probably very good. Right. It just it isn't, isn't performing. Which I will say, so on the toes, they did bring up a good point saying that people aren't just, one, people aren't going to the movies like they used to. For sure. Like, that's just how it is. Because wait a couple weeks, it's going to be on some kind of streaming platform. Two, people really aren't going to the movies to to see see rom-coms. It's just not a thing. Because... COVID killed that. Right. Because one, there's just not that many anymore, I feel like, that are coming out on, like, in theaters. They're coming straight to streaming platforms, like Netflix Originals right. and things like that. So they're just not coming to the box office anymore. Um, but we were talking about how when you go to the movies, typically you're going because it's something that needs to be seen in a theater, something like action where you want the surround sound and be able to see everything or something like thriller where you want to see all of the small like intricate details like maybe there's a shadow that you wouldn't see on your 55 inch tv or you know it's like a comedy too like if you go not comedy but if you're going to a comedy club you're around people who are going to laugh which means you're going to laugh right so if you go to a horror film with a bunch of people you're going to feel even more scared because everybody else is kind of tense as well you can feel the tension the tension is in the room right same goes for cultural moments right Mm -hmm. so like uh superhero films you want to see big screen anyway because that's again their action it's big power pack very colorful but also for something like a black panther 2 right Mm -hmm. which was already black panther was already a cultural moment but then chadwick died right there's no way that i'm not going to see this in the theaters right so like oh i just got chills that's what i'm saying yeah the the culture surrounding going to movies versus watching them on on the couch at home has changed. Rom-coms, to me, are dead in the movie theater. Right. Like, they... Which I like them, but I will say that the only trailer that I saw of this movie didn't make me want to go... Like, didn't make me want to rush to the theater to watch it. Well, I just recognized that it wasn't for me, right? So, like, as a... um, For anything, and granted, you made a good point, so we'll talk about this. I am a a straight, heterosexual, cisgender male, right? Right. 
when I saw this, I immediately was like, this is great for the audience that they're going for. Yeah. I'm not going to not see it because I'm a, I, I, like, I'm homophobic. Right. No. If it came out on Netflix and I was like, there, I needed something to watch. I want to watch this film. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at the ratings. I'm probably going to watch this film. Mm -hmm. But I recognize also that I, I was not the person that this was marketed to. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's for me, you, a film is a product. I mean, as much as it is a story, it's also a product. And you can't be mad at people for not buying your product. Ooh, Bless you. Me. Thank you. Uh, for not buying your product. You either marketed it wrong or the product just just met the community where it's at. And sometimes it's not going to be huge. That could be a huge right. movement. Movement, And they kind of talked about that, too. The same if you look at, like, TikTokers and stuff like that. You can be... And this, this is another level of fame, yeah. right? A new, a new era of fame. A new wave. People have a lot of followers. Billy Eichner has a lot of followers. That doesn't mean your followers are willing to engage with all of your content. Right. Or buy your merch. Or go support you on a different platform. Right. They might like you where you are and not where you go over here. Mm -hmm. You might have to be tested, tried and trued over here before I go do that because I know you for what you are. Right. And I think that we kind of um, blur the lines there. You get a lot of followers. You hit one TikTok viral video and you're like, oh, crap, I can take this into something else. And then when you take it into something else, people don't understand how hard it is to mm -hmm. build that brand mm -hmm. and not just like I have a following. You got to build right. a brand for that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure at some point when it hits streaming or something, I'm going to watch the film. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm glad that to me, the flop money wise is an issue because you need to make your money back. Right. That's but, the biggest issue. But obviously. I want to play something though. And this is, and, and this is like, this is from Prince. Prince is talking about it music wise, but I want this to be a message for Billy and everybody out there who is an artist, because I feel, I honestly understand it mm -hmm. as an artist. If I focus on my success being how you perceive it, which is you going to it and everything else, then the value, I think, decreases. But that's not true. Listen to what Prince says. If you ask any artist, the music is a success upon creation. Mm -hmm. um, when you give it to somebody like a Rolling Stone or a Vibe and they start um, critiquing it, then your perception changes. But that's looking through somebody else's eyes. So, again, we um, gauge success based upon what we feel in our hearts, you know. Uh, we've shut our minds off now. Minds should be used for what they were made for, filing cabinets. We think with our hearts. Basically, what I want everybody to get out of that is, especially if you're an artist and creating something, you get to a point where you're creating it because you love it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the creation, it's a success. No matter how many people show up in a the theater to watch it, you know you created something good. Right. Don't base your success off of the numbers. The studio will, but you still made a good movie, obviously. Right. You got 89% and 90%, which means the critics are matching up with the fans, which typically means you had a good film. Take that to the bank, bro. Yeah. You want, it's, it's, it's not real money. <laughs> But the currency to me is greater than money because you know you made something. And maybe next time when you come to the, um, maybe you, when you come back to the drawing board, you'll be able to not only have a, a better product because this product was good. So you'll be able to, uh, to replicate that. You'll come up with a better marketing uh, plan to reach a, a, a wider audience to be able to capitalize on your gains as far as financially. However, yeah. 
it seems like the, the people are loving it. I mean, I will say that it's been out for a week now, and it currently is at seven point four million. It'll go up, and I and I bet after a while, especially if it hits streaming, if you make a deal with streaming or whatever, they're gonna make over the the twenty million. Mm-hmm. But you want that initial, you know, like that's the, that's how they gauge everything when it comes to everything. They is that initial weekend, right? Right, almost like with uh, album sales, but everything's different. This this digital age is just different. Back in the day when you had to go get physical sales, people were selling 100,000 copies of, of, of albums. First week, oh, this person's selling 75. They're selling 150K. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody sold 500, that was crazy. And then somebody sold a million, oh my God. Right. Now I'm looking at like hip hop pages when people drop art, uh, albums every Friday. And they're like, this artist sells 12,000 uh, 12, copies. Yeah. Streaming just changed the game. It did. So, uh, Billy, sometimes it is what it is. <laughs> But you know what else came to the box office this week? Yes, indeed. Smile, which came in at $22.6 million. How much did they budget? There was mm-hmm. a lot of CG, so. I'm not well, sure. Well, actually, it wasn't a lot, but here, let's see. Go on Wiki. It'll tell you on Wiki. So, as of today, it's sitting at $37.6 million. And And how genius was their marketing? Oh, and that's domestic. It has uh, almost 15 million internationally. So together, 52.6. And their budget was 17 million. Really? That's awesome. That's what I'm talking that but but look at their marketing. Every, all week long, what do we see? Random people in random places Ew, wearing a smile shirt yes. and just smiling. Doing the creepy smile at like the baseball yes, game. You and- didn't have to know what was happening. To make you say, I, I got to watch this movie. Yeah. I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah. I got to go watch this film. And people were talking about it on TikTok. And honestly, I think that if you can reach the TikTok crowd and have people making videos about whatever it is you're doing, whether you are also a content oh, creator you're win. or a mu- like uh, an artist or like a musical artist or a movie, if you it's can free promotion. hit TikTok and have people talking about it, you are going to succeed. It's free promotion. If you can have people talking about it in a positive light. Because people don't want to mess out, uh, miss out on anything. No, that's exactly what it is. It's FOMO. Because if you can get people to, if you see a bunch of videos of people talk, like, don't worry, darling. Same thing. There was so much chaos around it that people were like, I got to go see the movie. Well, now I have to watch it. Yeah. because, Like, even if I didn't want to watch it, now I have to because I have to see if this movie was worth everything that's going on in the press, like in the real world, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean... Which we still haven't seen, and I'm a little salty about it, but... That's okay. We that's we can okay. still see it. We got free movie tickets, so that's shout true. out to... Uh, shout out to... Galaxy, uh, Galaxy Theaters. Theaters, man. At Grandscape. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, So maybe we can go see that, or I still want to see The Woman King, too. Mm-hmm. Either way, there's just so much going on in theaters right now. Um, And then next Friday, Halloween Ends comes out. I'm so so yes, we will. We are definitely seeing that this weekend. Yes. Um. So I'm. I'm if you know lit. me, Halloween is my favorite franchise. And exactly, Michael Myers. It ends. Let's see what happens. For instance, Halloween ends to me is another great example of some a movie that it's will the do end well of an era. in the movie theaters. Right. Yeah. One, it's horror. It's always been in theaters. Mm-hmm. Two, you have people who love scary movies or. You have Halloween or people who love scary movies at the top umbrella. Yeah. 
The second umbrella is that it's Halloween. People mm-hmm. love Halloween mm-hmm. and Michael Myers. The third umbrella is people. It's the it's the last movie of the whole franchise, right? right? And then the fourth umbrella really is you love Jamie Lee Curtis, right? I I will say I am interested to see how it does in the box office though because I feel like people are kind of over it. <laughs> For sure, but here's the thing: people are over it, but they'll still go see it because, because it's, it's the last, last one, one. And, and it's the end. They don't want to miss that. True. And even the old heads who really love Halloween from beginning, mm-hmm. they'll at least go see this one. Mm-hmm. So while they may be over it, I think it'll do well. I don't think it'll crush box office, but it's also on a weekend where a lot of not uh, like a a lot of other movies aren't coming out either. Right, and. I don't, I'm just excited. I will be there in my boogeyman shirt. The boogeyman is coming. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be nice in the box office. So y'all make sure y'all get y'all tickets. That comes out Friday, October 14th. On the 14th or the or the 15th or the 16th. You know, take your little time, go see your little scary movie, get you and your little boo or somebody else, and go watch it. Um, it'll be great. Um, even though I think they could have pushed it to the last weekend of October. Around Halloween. Yeah. But that's okay. Maybe the 14th is a good spot. I think it is because then you have the rest of the month to fill in the spooky season, you know? Right, right. I wish y'all are in a spooky season already, but let's let's revert and talk about the two movies that we did see. Yes, yes, yes. Smile, which happened to come out, you know, and then um, Luckiest Girl Alive. Now, granted, this is not... Luckiest Girl Alive isn't necessarily a spooky or scary movie. I think they're both scary in their own right. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Before we talk about the intricacies, let's, how did you feel about Smile? I actually really liked Smile. Zero to 100. Zero to 100. I'm giving it like a like an 85. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. I was just about to say. I'll give it a solid 85. Really? Solid 85. Okay. Let me hear why. Okay. So... <sighs> And part of this will be a juxtaposition to another movie. But the reason why I like it, and not only I'm not only judging it because of the film, and maybe there's a little bias there, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed their run-up. I loved their marketing scheme run-up. I loved the not giving you everything about the movie in the trailers. Mm-hmm. But the movie came along, and here's the thing. It didn't take a long time for us to get into what the plot of the movie was. I feel like some scary movies do that. They take way too long for you to get into, like, the meat of it. Right. We were in it from almost the beginning. Yeah. Like, the first patient that came through. Right. Yeah. So you almost knew what the premise was going to be and going on forward. So I enjoyed that aspect. I liked how they made you feel tension almost the entire time. Mm Mm-hmm. And yes, that means it came with a couple of corny and lame jump scares, but they also had some tasteful jump scares as well because the point was to make you feel like she felt, which was that she didn't know when she was dreaming or when she was awake. It was hard for her to feel what was real because everything felt real. Right. 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 So you need some of that sometimes. You need that like the long pauses. The, if you didn't notice, and I noticed this, every time she was kind of getting into the dream state or something scary, quote unquote, was about to happen or something, they played the same like sound mm. the music. Mm-hmm. Like it's priming your brain. Right. So you felt on edge the entire movie. Right. Even if nothing was about to happen, 
And I think that that like plays into the jump scares, right? Like the music is playing and it makes you think that something's about to happen. Right. And then nothing happens. Right. Or it's just something normal that happens, but it kind of makes you jump. The other thing is this right here. And the reason why I think it's, it's really good and, and at least deserves an 85. The movie itself is about trauma. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the scariest part of the movie. The other parts, they weren't really scary. It wasn't like your classic scary movie. It was about trauma and how trauma can affect you and how you could pass trauma on. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it was a little corny how they used suicide as the mechanism to display trauma. And I'll tell you a little bit about that later. But the the constant on on your, um, uh, like the constant on, on the edge of your seat the, the tension the entire movie mm-hmm. also is how a lot of people feel dealing with their trauma, which we also see with Mila Kunis's character in Luckiest Girl Alive. Absolutely. Everything had her on her seat. So that's why I think Smile was a good film. Yeah. It, it made you feel like you were her. And to show her matriculation from being a, um, from being a doctor, a psychiatrist, a yeah. psychiatrist to to just dwind, dwindling down to one of her own patients. Yeah, I thought I was gonna say it was it was really cool to see the juxtaposition of the doctor becoming the patient every day. Her from her from her appearance to the way she was thinking, the way she was talking, the way she was moving. Every day, she looked worse and worse and worse. She mm-hmm. went from doctor to patient every single day. Mm-hmm. And they just did a really good job. And I cannot stand the fact that Rotten Tomatoes has scored Barbarian higher than this. Yeah. Barbarian. If I had to, if I was being tortured by some sort of foreign country and they only gave me two options to watch. And they told me that they would shoot my pinky toe off if I chose Smile. I'm walking without a pinky toe. You know, it's funny that you say that too, because I did ask my friend Aubrey, who's a huge horror movie buff, what she thought about Smile. She gave me several reasons why it wasn't her favorite. And um, then I asked her what she thought of Barbarian. And she was like, oh, best horror movie I've seen probably in the last five years. Oh my God. And And, I was like, And none against Aubrey. I love love Aubrey. Yeah, but... (laughs) Uh, the the ending alone of Barbarian had to be one of the worst endings in film history. That alone is enough to make me sour the movie. Yeah. Because the way a movie ends, in a little bit, and I'll talk about with it with Smile too, the way a movie ends is how you remember the movie for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And come on, bro. How corny was was the premise of like, oh, the the scary person just wanted... Was like a um uh, uh was a, de- a genetic freak because there was a creeper who was you know essaying these people and and recreating you know the the monster I guess you could say and the person just wanted to love and find a a daughter that's the that's corny yeah <laughs> that's corny didn't make me hate Airbnbs anymore than I already do <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah like goodness gracious but yeah. anyway I'm off barbarian on a smile. I give it an 85, too, for those reasons. Why do you give it an 85? Yeah, I liked it because I liked how it was. I like how it depicted 
mental health really is what it did. It showed um, suicidal ideation and just the, the struggle of mental health in a real world scenario. Like it, it, it depicted it so well. And I think that it brought something that's like silent and internal out to like a physical something that you can actually see that way you can kind of understand it but i think that you have to be watching it in that light to understand it for sure which is why i don't like i i agree with you on one end i think they did a great job of that the other end i don't agree with is that if and trigger warning to anybody who has dealt with this Mm -hmm. first and foremost there is nothing wrong with suicidal ideation it's very normal right okay so However, if you are, if you, I would not recommend this film to anybody who is like very deep in the throes of their suicidal ideation, Mm -hmm. has already started like making a plan, giving away things, crafted a letter or whatever it may be. This is not the movie for you Mm -hmm. because I think where I bring the rating down is, is towards the end, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, (laughs) towards the end, um, basically she has to fight her demon. Which is that, damn, I'm about to give the plot away of the movie, but I'm going to give it away. So if you haven't seen it, um, here's a moment that you could uh, pause and then come back. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a spoiler alert. It's got to be a spoiler alert. So the plot of the movie is this. If you've seen It Follows, it's very very similar. So Doc points for that, but hey, movies going to movie. She's a psychiatrist and one of her her, um, clients comes in, a new client. And it's telling them, hey, there's something that is like I see every day. It's taking the shape of people. And it just it just keeps on smiling at me. It's getting closer to me. And then, you know, it seems like something took over this person. And that person was then smiling in front of her and took her own life. Mm-hmm. And so she witnessed the suicide. And the, the, uh, the demon, so to speak, kind of moved to her. So now she has a certain amount of days until the demon is closing in closer to her. And then we'll take over and do the same thing. So the demon is like a virus, essentially, and wants to continue to spread to other people. The only way that the chain can continue is if trauma is continued to be passed to other people. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to commit suicide in front of somebody else, right? Right. The, the underlying trauma that she has is that she saw her mother commit suicide, and she didn't do anything to help. Now, we right. learned that a little bit later, but whatever. So towards the end of the film, mind you, she figures out there's two ways that can stop the chain. Mm-hmm. I can either kill somebody in front of somebody and pass that trauma on to the next person, but not me, which means I don't die because she met somebody in prison who did exactly that. Right. Or I can go to my mom's old house where nobody knows where it's at. I can be alone and if something happens, nobody will see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll be good. Or I can beat it and I'll be good. And that's what happens. She goes to her old uh, house. She sees the, the, the thing and the form of her mother. She faces her trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And she defeats her trauma. She hits it with a fire. The thing's burning up. She sets the house on fire. So she thinks. She And then she walks at the house. So we're thinking in that moment, okay, she has defeated her trauma. She went back to her trauma to defeat her trauma. I'm thinking this is how it should end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like her life should be good. Maybe she still has some um, remnants of it because I know that's not how trauma works. You're not just going to be able to like Forget beat it, it one time <laughs> and it should be over. Like it's, it's still going to be a daily fight, but... Um, once you're able to acknowledge some things for yourself, you can kind of break some of those walls down. Mm-hmm. However, that's not how it ends. How it ends was the one person who she'd been trying to protect the whole time, which is her ex-boyfriend, 
another story for another day. We'll go down that route. <laughs> is that her ex-boyfriend shows up or she goes to her ex-boyfriend's house. She's telling the ex-boyfriend, hey, I, I really just didn't want to show you myself because I was afraid of who you would see whenever you saw me. Mm-hmm. A classic movie mm-hmm. line, right? Right. Classic. Right. Snooze. And she's like, she says something and he goes, yeah, I- I'll make sure to take care of you, whatever. And he says something creepy like, I'll take care of you forever. Yeah. And then she looks up like, why would you, you know what I'm saying? And then he starts smiling. And so now she's like, a creepy smile. right. He's doing a creepy smile. So now she's like, oh my God, here we go again. I thought I slayed my dragons, but I, obviously I didn't. So she runs out the apartment door and bam, she's right back outside of her mom's house. Yeah. So then she looks back and the house isn't burnt up. She, she's like, oh no, nah. like it's happening again. So I'm thinking, okay, she about to go back inside and do what she got to do again. She knows she can beat it one time. She can beat it again, mm-hmm. which again would be another positive trauma story. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that every day you're fighting and every day you can beat it. Right. However, what happens? The boyfriend shows up. She's like, oh, crap. She runs inside the house. She The thing takes over her. The boyfriend runs inside the house or the ex-boyfriend runs inside the house. She then kills herself, passes the trauma on to her ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the thing on to her ex-boyfriend. So the chain continues. Right. So to me, I'm like, yo, if I struggle from that, all I got from the movie was I might as well do that because I can't get away from my trauma. I could see that. I think I think what I liked about it is that it shows how it passes trauma and how like suicide also it, has a it's not just you. Yeah, like it has a traumatic effect on those people that love you. Right. For sure. And I I mean I can't, if I'm, this is me critiquing the film, right? Right. Like, I think that there's somebody who may be dealing with that who's going to be able to pull away my point. And I also think there's a lot of people who's going to be able to pull away your point, mm-hmm. right? Um, but but that's not, to me, you know, knowing people who have uh, survived uh, that, and I would love to have somebody chime in on this who has, but I don't know if that makes them feel any better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know no, if that empowers sure. them. For sure. And so... That's what I just when I talk about being careful around mental health, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. I don't know if they were careful, especially in, if the, the the undertone of the movie in, in the um, godly, what is the, the word I'm looking for? But anyway, was was trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're going to do that, I mean, show it accurately, which I think you did a great job of it and recognizing that it can affect a lot of people and uh, you can continue to pass it on and everything else. But give them give them a little bit of hope. Right. Which then leads me into how do you feel about Luckiest Girl Alive? Yeah, um, I really liked Luckiest Girl Alive. I liked it as a book. I think they did a really, really good job on the film. Um, the premise of the story is that there is this girl, Tiffany, a.k.a. Ani, who had trauma when she was in high school. And ever since that, she has been trying to become someone she's not to prove that she's okay. Right. She never really dealt with her trauma. Right. Right. So do you want to go through the whole thing or? I mean, you, t- I mean, basically I'll give you some, some, the the quick yeah. hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Her trauma is that essentially she, not essentially, she was sexually assaulted in high school. Right. By multiple people. Right. Uh, her friend at the time, her really close friend was really trying to support her. And, like, tell her that she needs to file a report and 
take these people down because mm-hmm. one of the people who was her assaulter was, you know, the classic Jim Bro. I mean, they, like, they all were, really. Well, right, right, right. But this one guy, Dean, is like untouchable. Right. Right. That, he's one of the people who, you know, he's going to get off unscathed. unscathed. Right. His daddy got money. Right. Nothing will ever happen to him. But something like this could actually sink him. Meanwhile, they're at a private school. They're so you know these school. people yes. have clout. And basically, she doesn't want to do that. So what happens is her best friend and another guy, they do, they come to the school and shoot up the school. Right. And um, they shoot everybody, but Dean survives. Now, Dean goes on to change his life as well, but change it in to make him look positive. He tells everybody that Ani, that was her name, he tells everybody that Ani was, it helped plan the shooting um, and everything they were else. Her friends. Because they were her friends. And there was actually a moment where Ani had the opportunity to kill Dean, but did not. And so her friend took the gun back and shot Dean again. And Ani killed her friend for her own abuser. Right. But he grew up, and he's confined to a wheelchair now. He grew up and started selling books about what it means to be a survivor, this, that, and the third. control. All while shitting on Ani. While Ani had to come live this life of rejection from everybody because they think essentially she's responsible for the shooting right meanwhile she had to deal with the trauma of sexual assault she had to deal with the trauma of a school of a school shooting seeing murders happen in front of her face right in front of her um and having to kill Kill someone who she considered a best friend like wow she can't and they do a great job of showing how everything to her is a reminder yeah of her trauma yeah they're at a place at a pizza place she somebody picks up a knife. She goes into a traumatic mode. Right. She's walking in water. She remembers the water from the sprinkler system. Every single corner is Remind. reminder yeah. of trauma, and she's just trying to live her life as if everything's okay. So she, now she has like the perfect guy. She's lost a lot of weight, and I love how they showed how she's still a fatty. Right. She yeah. was a she was a, a chubby high school girl, but now she's you know Mila Kunis. And so she's very thin and everything else. But one time her, her you know, her boyfriend or fiance went to the bathroom when they were eating pizza and she ate all the pizza real quick, yeah. right? Because that was a beautiful way to show her mind has not healed, though her body looks like it. Right. Absolutely. You, you never know what people going through. I think this movie, damn, I want to watch this movie again. If I had to rate it, I'm it's it's up there in the nineties of, yeah. of a film. Like this is a good film. It is a really good film. Especially when it comes to depicting how trauma works with people every single day. And again And how people run from that yes. trauma. And how she has spent her whole life like not wanting to be seen as a victim. Or like not even And it has wrecked her. And it has wrecked her because she like has like moved to the city made sure that she made a name for herself as an editor at now new york times she even Um, doesn't go by her real name marrying rich because she thinks that marrying like that's gonna make people think that she made it right and she has more credibility and all these other things they'll believe her more and maybe one day she'll take down dean but she needs to get to the level of having credibility because nobody will believe the lowly girl right Right, she has a right. terrible mother. Don't care what anybody says. Her mom's an asshole. Played by Connie Britton. Yes, I mean lo- I love me some Connie. But in this movie, I wanted to like literally, you know how people like chop people in the throat. Yeah, I wanted to just chop her in the throat okay. like the whole movie. But what did you think when they were on the dock talking? What did you think about her mom's thing then? Again, 
it to me, I was like, you're victim blaming. Like I, yeah. I understand that you made here's the thing. That parents, and you know, I get it. You don't think that she's already taken responsibility for all of that? Yeah. She's an adult. Why? I don't think that her that she's necessarily blaming her mom for what happened. She's she's upset with her mom about the support that she was never given. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't given the yeah. opportunity to to get out her story so that her mom believed her or anything like that. From the beginning, right. her mom was like, you're not the daughter I raised. Well, and you know what's so crazy to me about that is that her mom, like, obviously this girl went through a school shooting and killed the shooter. That's pretty freaking traumatic. And when her mom found out that she, well, she was sexually assaulted by three people in one night, but it didn't. That's not how they That's spun it. That's not how they spun the, the it. The boys they were told that them that she, she went was from person. basically like a little thotty. Right. And was all of that. And so when her mom found that out, they were at the funeral when her mom found that out. And they turned her away from the funeral because of that. And instead of her mom being like, oh, like this is a terrible thing that you went through. Her mom was like, I can't believe you. Right. It was about her mom. And, it, and the whole movie was about her. It was always about her. Think about it. When she's trying on her dress, right? She's trying on her wedding dress. Like, and she had some smart ass comments about that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you would have waited two seconds, you would have saw this. You know, yeah. like everything, even when she comments, she comes in and she says, people are so wild here. I mean, like you work at retail, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything she did, it was just, it, every, the world revolves around her. Yeah. And I, I, And she might have her own problems too. Absolutely. However, her little speech on a dock don't give me nothing okay. okay. because to me that was still her saying, what about me? What about me? What about me? I mean, yeah, I honestly felt like she was spitting truth. She was, I'm not saying that she wasn't, but sometimes, okay. Um, what is if, what is the phrase? It's, it's sometimes it's better to be something than than to be right, right? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you don't have to tell what the truth is. The truth does not necessarily. The truth can still make you an asshole, mm-hmm. right? You if yeah. you know I'm struggling with my uh, with my 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 weight, and I'm like, oh, you know something else, I'm like, and then you come out and you're like, you're a fat ass. You don't need to be eating that. Is it the truth? Yeah. Was it a dick move? Yes. Yeah. Right? So granted, I set up all these rules to protect you. Okay, cool. You did. Mm-hmm. You still wanted to break all the rules. She's a teenager. Is that not what teenagers do? She's also a human. She's going to explore and do whatever she needs to do. Yeah. But even in a time where she could have outed her mother, she didn't. When she was filming the documentary and they asked her, must have a good mom to do that and offer you so much support and protect you. Perfect opportunity for her to say what she needed to say about her mother. She also had the opportunity to talk about the the guys. Who did what they did to her, right? Right. But that's what I'm saying. My point is that she's she such a protector. Did. Right? She never did. Well, she did later. Yeah. But um, but she's a protector. She protects people. And that's her. I loved her little. Um, well, she did later when she was pushed to do it. Right. Well, she'd always been pushed to do everything. Yeah, true. Right? She just never. It was. She had to come, she had to hit that realization of this is her story and she has power and she has choice. Right. 
Um, and, and that's very, especially, I work you, with so many people all the time with this, with this specific yeah. trauma. And giving them power and choice is very, very important because they had their power taken away from them. Oh, my gosh. You know, okay, this is so weird. I was going to say, you know what this reminds me of. Like, her story, what, like, coming back later and, um, you know, telling her story after feeling empowered and all that reminded me of um, Chanel Miller, who wrote the book Know My Name after the whole Brock, Brock Turner. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah, so... That's what it reminded me of. And then when I went to go look up her name, I got a notification from Libby that said, my book is ready. My book, Know My uh, Name by Chanel Miller, nice. is ready to rent. So you're going to rent that thing and read it? Yeah. But it was, I don't know, it was just a good, it was a very good movie. I liked, I think when it came to trauma or, or here's here's the things I could live without. Um, The graphics? Yes. Yeah, I could have too. Them, it's hard to watch. The assault scenes, yeah, could have cut them. Yeah, not cut them, but could have. They could have told it in a, a little bit more tasteful way. Yeah. They didn't have to show it that. It was and very I, raw. It was very raw, and I feel like they should probably add a warning at the beginning of that. Yeah. The second part is the school shooting was incredibly ridiculous. Like we're heightened right now. Yeah, yeah. We're very sensitive to that topic. Yeah. To show the intricate details of what they did was a it was a little wild. Yeah, that made that gave me like was a little wild, yeah. right? So trigger one, if you watch that, there are scenes of the assault taking place as well as scenes of the school shooting that are very in depth. Okay, they didn't really spare uh, anything. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird that they didn't put like a trigger warning right in uh, the beginning of it. Yeah, definitely, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised after a while if they probably do. I mean, yeah. it came out Friday. Some people will probably say something to Netflix about it, but mm-hmm. uh, they probably will. However, um, there's also like little options where you can, I've seen Netflix do it before, where there's an option where you can kind of like skip scenes. Oh, really? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it'll like pop up and be like, this scene's about to happen and you could like. Oh, I've never seen that. Um, Which is shout out to Netflix for that. But God, they just did, they just did trauma in a tasteful way. And, and again, people are like, why do you want to watch trauma for entertainment? Here's the thing. Everything you watch is <laughs> pretty much trauma for entertainment. Right. Stop acting like y'all don't watch it. Well, and I don't necessarily think that... I mean, I guess it's for entertainment, but... It's not entertainment. Like, I, I'm not saying, oh, I want to watch your trauma and it's yeah. going to make me feel better. Yeah. It's like I want to connect... And this is why... I, we have all experienced different trauma at different levels. Big T, little T, right? Mm-hmm. Acute, chronic, or, or prolonged, whatever you want to say, or complex. Acute, chronic, or complex, the three types of trauma. I want to feel connected to a story. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I might watch something and say, man, I feel so deeply ingrained and connected to this because I feel like parts of this I've been through or this I, I've always been through. It's not any different than reading a book. Right. An autobiography about somebody's life. Mm -hmm. We see ourselves in other people. So I'm not, it's not like trauma porn. Like I just want to like, 
I gotta, I gotta intake trauma. Right. Most people are not watching stuff for that. And I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who are like that. I'm sure there are. I see it on TikTok a couple times. But most people who are watching things are not like, I need to ingest this because if I don't, my day will not be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I have to watch somebody else's trauma. But I think they did, I think that her story, I immediately asked you too, is this a true story? I think that her story will really resonate with a lot of people. Now, granted, very extreme. Mm-hmm. However, people have felt that something has happened to them and other people are not going to understand it. People have felt that, right? Absolutely. People have felt that something has happened to them and they need to, it's too hard for them to deal with, correct? Mm-hmm. People have felt that something has happened to them and in order for them to fix it, they just need to either forget about it or quote unquote move on, move on. correct? Mm-hmm. The, that's three huge elements of this film. This right. That is Ani, the whole film. The whole film. She's getting tortured in her mind every day because she has to fake who she really is. And we are walking around. Your colleagues have uh, uh, experienced trauma. Your friends have experienced trauma. Your and, parents have experienced trauma. And sometimes it's the same trauma. Yes. You just don't know. And you have no idea. And this is why I try to literally preach to people all the time. You you got to treat people good. You don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And granted, it is also unfair, especially if you're in a relationship, to place your trauma on, on your partner. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you should dismiss that and just, hey, they got trauma, so it is what it is. No, it's your responsibility to work on your trauma. They do also a very a couple of beautiful scenes mm-hmm. between that, right? The 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 sex scene where it was very powerful to me. Yeah. Right? There was a scene where, you know, she said something earlier that she was supposed to say in her head, but she said it out loud. She caused a big stink at this little tea party they were, they were having. Um, and, you know, everybody's kind of not talking to her. At the, you know, and she feels very embarrassed. She's in the bathroom looking in the mirror like, and you can tell she's having that kind of look in the mirror like, man, you really messed up today. Mm-hmm. She's really down on herself. Her fiance comes in and and is just trying to be very supportive and like, hey, you know, I had to explain to my mom what this means and yada, yada, yada. So they're kind of laughing and she recognizes, man, this person is supporting me, right? Mm-hmm. And then they start kissing and she she starts getting rough. She's like throwing him on a bed. She's getting hot and heavy. She's breathing harder. She's like gripping him hard. She's kissing him hard. She's also, she's also on top, right? Mm-hmm. He pauses her and he says, hey, can we just do it like the sweet way? Like, can we gently have sex? Mm-hmm. Can we caress each other? And she's like, yeah. And he rolls her over. Now, the context of this is that when she was assaulted, she was on, she was in this position. She, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A, a man was on top of her. Mm-hmm. So he gets on top. This is this is her fiance, who she loves. He gets on top. What happens? She shuts down. She's like, no, no. I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. Cause in her head, because she hasn't dealt with the trauma, that was her taking power. Mm-hmm. Being on top, being forceful. That that's how she was introduced to sex. Mm-hmm. And so she is exhibiting that as well. And she wants to be powerful, so she wants to be on top. She wants to make the decisions. She wants to do it to you. And and rough. And he's like, no, I want to be sweet. I want to caress you. I want to do that stuff. But when he turns her over, now it's triggering again. Triggering again. Right. And he's like, yo, what Like, what can I do? Yeah, can't do anything right. So I recognize that part of that is unfair to him. Mm-hmm. 
He is dealing with something that he did not do. He also has to be understanding that she's going through a journey. Right. And they both, if they love each other, have to work towards each other. Absolutely. Anyway, I can talk about trauma all day. <laughs> I know you can. I'm sorry. I can. It's my area of expertise. I literally just gave a presentation about it to mm-hmm. um, some student conduct administrators in the Southwest region. So shout out to everybody at AC, ASCA. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> who were in that presentation. I can talk about trauma all day. I just think that this film did a b- very beautiful job of showing and and making you feel that level mm-hmm. tastefully, even though some of the stuff was a little OD. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But overall, I think both movies were great. I think they were both amazing movies for us to watch this week. Oh, 100%. And with our limited time, we picked two good ones. <laughs> two good ones. The only thing is, before we get out of here, we got to talk about our experience at the movie theater. Y'all. I let me just let me just say I have never been so annoyed pissed off at a movie theater in my life. Mind you, we are in we went to a theater that has 17 theaters in it. We're in one of the smaller ones. I mean, it has four rows. Don't know why, but whatever. Cuz it's a Wednesday night. Four rows. So, we're thinking it's a Wednesday night, not a lot of people are going to be here, right? Wrong. Almost every seat in the theater was taken, and I kid you not, I cannot, like, I. it still is baffling to me. Almost every party that was there was talking through the entire movie. And I'm not talking whispering. No, I mean straight up talking. talking. Like, not even trying to use Giggling, a low tone. Laughing. laughing. And there were so many kids. There was a five-year-old sitting beside me what are you doing bro i'm like you're definitely gonna have nightmares you have school tomorrow <laughs> what are you doing what are, why would you as a and i don't understand this but because maybe i'm not a parent and that's why the fact that you would one bring your kid to a, uh, a movie night on a wednesday night but whatever yeah it ain't cheap the tuesday night is a cheap night so <laughs> i don't understand why your kids are here two it is build a scary movie like you knew nothing about this movie before going in, besides the fact that it was a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the movie, and it's full of suicide that you get to see. True. Five minutes in, you see a woman slit her neck ear to ear. Right. Bleed out with a smiling face. You don't think that watching that is going to have a effect on that child? Right. As well as all the other scary things that happened in that movie? So then as a kid, and you notice, know right? As a kid, what you what do you try to do to, to mask that you're scared? Talk through You it. just talk and like laugh and like giggle and like you just the whole time because you don't want to actually have to focus on the film right so the whole time these people are talking this is the first time in a long time i've had to say something yeah i wanted to be a karen so bad she was just sitting there getting agitated so i said something to the people behind, beside me so it's two parents beside me and then beside them with their two kids so i was like hey yo y'all gonna y'all gonna be quiet y'all gonna keep talking the whole film so the mom kind of looked at me and i'm like you know i did like a little gesture like i know you hear what i'm saying and then so she told them to be quiet. So they kind of quieted down a little bit. Now, granted, I told Katie what I really wanted to do is small theater because everybody was talking. I really wanted to bust my phone out and just start playing TikToks out loud so everybody can look at me. And then I stand up and be like, oh, so y'all running watching in peace too, right? It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to do. And I will do that like one time. If, if it ever gets to that level again, because it was so 
utterly ridiculous. It was. And I also like think that it had an impact on the movie for me because a lot of the scenes that were supposed to build suspense because they were quiet. It was not quiet. No. Because people were talking. That's the other thing. Full on hearing people's conversations. I have. I just. Please, if you're going to the movies, shut up. That is literally why you're there (laughs) to watch a movie on a big screen with surround sound. If you want to talk, stay at home. Watch it on a streaming platform in a couple weeks. Please do not waste my money. And do not waste your money. I'm, a, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to start setting it off. Because here's the thing. And people are like, well, y'all sound so entitled. No. Listen. We sound so old. That's what we sound. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, it's when in Rome, man. When in Rome, we do as the Romans do. That's how our society and culture works, bro. There, there are plenty of other phrases. Read the room. Right? There's decorum. There's always a way to act wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. They, not the time, not the place. Whatever, whatever phrase you want to do, there's always a way. I I curse or cuss or swear on this platform. I don't do it at work in a meeting. And you don't do it around your mama. And I don't do it around my mama. Every once in a while, I slip up sometimes. Yeah. She say something like John Brown. She pop me upside the head. Then again, I have to remind my mom I'm an adult. But when I'm in her house, I don't do it. That's her space, right? That's the that's the culture that she has built. That's the respect that she's built. Now, mm-hmm. she come into my house. If I cuss, she's going to have to deal with it or leave because this is my domain. However, the point still being every space that you're in, there are written and unwritten rules. That's why they ask you to quiet your, your, your silence your cell phone, turn it off, please be quiet, all of these other things. The movie, going to the movies is supposed to be an experience. If you want to talk, stay at the house. Right. And if you know your kids cannot do it, do not bring them. Because I'm not above getting on your kids' ass, too. Especially in a rated R film. Like, if we're watching Encanto or something that is Thank geared you. towards kids, okay, Fine. I'll deal with I'll it. I'll deal with that because I know, again... That's the audience. That's, that's the audience. You feel me? Every room we're in is different. Read the room. Right. People, a musical people might sing, might clap, might hum, might whatever. I get it. You go to a classic movie. One time I went to go see Friday, like the 20-year um, um, thing. We went to the theaters. Everybody was in there. Loved Friday. It was only like 30 of us in there. So we all loved Friday. So we were quoting it the whole time. Of course. But that's what we knew. That's what we... I knew that it was going to happen. In a scary movie that just came out that you've never seen. And there's going to be a lot of quiet movie, uh, quiet parts and stuff. Shut up. Yeah. Never been so annoyed in my entire life. So do I have the green light next time to do what I want to do? Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Because I really was like, yo, I'm finna be this person. And they probably have to kick me out and whatever. But I'm not going to get kicked out. But I'm going to be like, every time y'all talk, I'm finna ruin it like y'all ruin it for me. So every time you talk, I'm opening up a new TikTok. I didn't get no sleep because of y'all. Uh, y'all, y'all not, not get sleep because of me. Hey, hey, that's going to be me. I'm not playing with y'all. So yes, maybe I am old and <laughs> I'm just getting a little agitated. Yeah. But that still wasn't like... I guess that wasn't me either. Even as a teenager, I tried to be still respectful of the spaces mm-hmm. that I'm in. Mm-hmm. For sure. Please, God, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyway, um, we hope thank you all for staying and listening. Again, if you are a new listener and you just listen to this episode, you're like, oh man, I, I appreciate them. Go ahead and drop a review, leave a mm-hmm. leave a star rating, please. Um, and we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're gonna talk about yet. Um 
But we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Always. Oh, you think the Pope's won? We're recording on a Saturday. They did. They did? 41 to 32, I think. Let's go. Go, Pokes. See, I'm always in football mode, too. 41 to 31. Let's go, baby. We still undefeated. They're oh, making you me got nervous. Smack. Oh, you got smacked. They got some smack. Um, but anyway. Anyways, um, we hope you watch these movies and let us know what you think of them. Again, trigger warning on... Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> um, but let us know what you think. And then if you have your own shows that you're watching... Um, let us know about those Heck two. yeah. Oh, time out. Time out. I said I got I, I got to do one thing. And I sorry, I'm sorry that I waited to the end, man. Um, so, Melissa out in Florida, shout out to you. Thank you for following our show and listening and engaging with us on Instagram like, like crazy. I appreciate you. I should have shouted you out earlier. I'm sorry. I'll do it again next uh, episode at the beginning, at the very beginning. And I'll do it again. And I'll do it again. Thank you. And please continue. Like again, if you want to interact with us, you know where to find us. Press next podcast on literally everything, or press next pod. You find us anywhere, man. We love y'all. Absolutely. And anytime you're watching TV and ask, are you still watching? Always. Always. Press next. See y'all later. Bye.